the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. This is Real Stuff, and this is really Hugh Hewitt, really talking to Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas about the really dumb, better, build back better bill. Good morning, Senator Cotton. Good morning. It's good to be on with you, So are you going to drive over a bridge on the way to work today? <laughs> we will. We will. And hopefully it won't collapse. And, and obviously, if the bridge collapses or closes, that's a bad thing. Um, but you know what? That happens pretty rarely in America. But what happens every single day is that working families have to pay 4 or $5 a, de- a gallon for their gas, and they can't even fill up their cars anymore. They're just putting a half a tank in and hoping that the price will come down in the next week. Uh, that's the kind of urgent concerns we need to focus on. The highest per gallon cost of gas in the history of California is this week. It's at two highs this week. And they want to spend another $2 trillion. Is there a basic uh, lack of economic understanding among your colleagues? Of course, Hugh. The Democrats <laughs> are economically illiterate. I guess I should say innumerate. Um, they don't seem to understand that when inflation is as high as it's been in 30 years, if you spend trillions of more dollars and you continue paying people not to work so they're not going in and producing the goods that the American people want to buy, you've got more money chasing after fewer goods. And, of course, the result is going to be more inflation, higher gas prices, higher grocery prices, higher toy prices uh, as we come up on Christmas Um, Now, some of this is not an accident. It's not their ignorance of basic economics. It's their goals. I mean, the Democrats' goal is to have 4 and $5 a gallon gas because they want you out of your pickup truck or your SUV and riding in a compact electric vehicle or maybe a scooter or a moped or a bicycle or whatever else it is that Pete Buttigieg is taking to work these days. You know, I hadn't thought about that. There is some method to the madness. Let me pause for a moment, though, and talk a little bit about China. Because the same president who gave that that incoherent ramble on a snowy bridge in New Hampshire the night before had been on a Zoom call for three hours. Now, they started at 730, which is alarming anyway, because that's late in the day for President Biden. They went for three hours with General Secretary Xi, an evil dictator. What do you think? You know, try and put yourself. You're the least likely guy in the world to put yourself in the shoes of General Secretary Xi. But. When he looks to his people around the room after that thing is over, what do you think he says? <laughs> I don't know, Hugh, but uh, I imagine it was something with a grin that sounded like, boy, that was something, wasn't it? I'm afraid uh, he said go. I'm afraid he said now is the time. We're on the clock. Yeah, I th- and I, I think that the something that he thought it was was incredible naivete and weakness and feebleness from the American president. Uh, you know, she sounded... Uh, extraordinarily bellicose about Taiwan, and it sounds like Joe Biden did nothing but repeat the same talking points that American presidents have been saying 
for uh, for many years. And, and well, I'm not sure that he did. Talking points might have been right, but today that's not the case. They sent Jake Sullivan out to do cleanup duty yesterday. From the moment that the Chinese press began to report on what the general secretary heard, which is, uh, we won't do anything if you attack Taiwan. That's basically what they say they heard. Whether or not they heard that, I don't know, but that's what they say they heard. And we don't have any way to contradict it. So they sent Jake Sullivan out there. Are you going to talk on the floor of the Senate today about Taiwan? This is actually an imminent threat to the island. Yeah, I I think Xi Jinping, who has made it part of his personal legacy, that he will be the uh, leader of the Communist Party that reunites uh, Taiwan to the mainland um, and invades and annexes it, um, has taken the measure of Joe Biden. Uh, and he's uh, he perceives a window of opportunity between now uh, and the end of 2024 in which he can go for the jugular. That may not be immediate. Uh, you know, he may want to wait until he gets on the other side of the Beijing Olympics and the Party Congress next year. You know, he's got another three years uh, of Joe Biden as the president. But I think he perceives, especially after the debacle in Afghanistan, Hugh, that he has a rare window of opportunity. And that's dangerous. Oftentimes, wars get started because uh, powers believe or perceive that they have a limited window of opportunity to achieve their objectives. Um, It's the same thinking that I believe you see in the Kremlin right now, which is why there are tens of thousands of troops uh, on the border of Ukraine uh, probably getting ready to invade Ukraine. Uh, In 1950, then Secretary of State Dean Acheson gave a speech at the Washington Press Club which was widely viewed, some people argue this in the historian circle, as triggering the invasion of South Korea by North Korea as he drew South Korea out of the penumbra of American protection. I'm not sure what President Biden said to General Secretary Xi, but I asked Governor Christie this week if he were president and ships were sailing from the PRC towards Taiwan, would he launch the torpedoes? And he hesitated and he finally said yes, and we have to tell them that. Do you agree with Governor Christie? Well, I don't hesitate on the need to defend Taiwan, Hugh. I would say this. It would be much better for the United States and obviously for Taiwan if we had a strong president who would deter China from uh, ever thinking about going for the jugular there. Uh, You know, we could sell Taiwan hundreds or thousands of missiles. Uh, We could do the same thing with mining technology. We could help them get their reserve forces in shape. We could... uh, um, help improve their cyber defenses. And we can make it clear from the very beginning to Xi that if he uh, invades Taiwan, the United States will come to Taiwan's defense. And that includes we will take offensive strikes uh, against the Chinese mainland for their uh, air bases and the naval bases and their missile fields that they're using to attack Taiwan. Uh, that's what we need from a president is to deter that kind of war from happening in the first place. But it's People's Liberation Army uh, is invading Taiwan, then yes, the United States should be prepared to shoot down their aircraft and sink their ships. Now, I am going to every possible potential presidential candidate, whether in 2024, I'm going to ask them all this question. And anyone who doesn't answer it the right way is DQ'd, in my view, because the only way to deter a Putin or a Xi is to let them know clearly what the consequences will be. Has President Biden done that? I mean, Donald Trump did it. And I'm not even sure his heart was in it, but he managed to deter Xi. Do you think President Biden has done that? 
No, not at all. If anything, he supercharged the ambition uh, of our adversaries like Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin and the Ayatollahs uh, with his feebleness in Afghanistan. Or he in a town hall last week. He kind of stumbled into stating that we would come to Taiwan's defense. But then the next day, he had his secretary of defense and his spokeswoman and a few others go out and walk that back. That was worse than if he had said nothing at all. Uh, look, I mean, uh, the United States, if you believe media reports, is currently warning all of our European partners that Russia is about to invade Ukraine. Um, everyone acts as if they're not certain what Vladimir Putin's intentions are. Um, you don't have to have Vladimir Putin's secretary or his butler on the CIA's payroll to just look at the objective reality of all those tanks and artillery pieces and mine rollers and aircraft massing on Ukraine's border and recognize that Vladimir Putin thinks that uh, Joe Biden is not up to the task of deterring a renewed war in Ukraine and that France and Germany and the rest of Europe is not going to do so either. They're just going to sit around and talk and wring their hands. Now, the general secretary of NATO, uh, Stoltenberg, sat down with Jonathan Swan, rapidly becoming the most effective reporter in Washington, D.C. And he blinked. The general secretary blinked on the question of Ukraine. Did you see that, Senator Cotton? I did. Uh, regrettably, I think he simply reflects the indecision of his uh, own four leaders. I mean, Joe Biden uh, won't even provide the kind of accelerated arms sales to Ukraine that that country needs. Uh, I'm not proposing to you that we should put American troops into Ukraine or that we should even put NATO troops into Ukraine, but we should enable Ukrainian troops to be able to defend their own soil from Russia. But that's the same thing you see from Emmanuel Macron in France and you know, Germany's political system is largely paralyzed right now as they try to form a new government. So unfortunately, the NATO general secretary was probably reflecting the indecision of his own core leadership. Uh, Senator Cotton, uh, my boss at The Washington Post, I declare that because it's a conflict of interest for me to praise Fred Hyatt, uh, but I'm going to praise him. He wrote a column on, on Coke and the Olympics, and he was very blunt with America's corporate sponsors. And I've been disappeared from NBC ever since I started to say, pull out of the Olympics. We should not be anywhere near these Olympics. Uh, our athletes should not go of their own volition, but the United States government is going to impose a, quote, diplomatic boycott, which is uh, D.C. speak for do nothing. What do you think about these Olympics? Was Fred right that everyone should stay away? Well, I think at a minimum, at a minimum, no U.S. government official should go, nor should any corporate leader. No one from Comcast Universal should go to celebrate NBC's uh, relationship with the Olympic movement. Companies like Coca-Cola, whose foreign CEO, who's not even an American citizen, yet saddled up his high horse about Georgia's election law earlier this year, should denounce the Chinese Communist Party and its brutal repression of its own people and its threats to America. That's what we should do at a minimum. And Hugh, I'll have more to say about this soon. Earlier this year, I sent the administration a series of inquiries about what they're going to do to protect our own athletes. Um, from uh, Chinese um, malevolence during the Olympics. Suffice it to say, we have not received satisfactory answers from our administrations, um, uh, from the administration about protecting our own athletes. Uh, last question, Senator Cotton. You've had Merrick Garland on the hot seat a few times, and you were right uh, every time you've had him there. I'm curious, having just rewatched the American season four, that's what I did back when you were in short pants and I was in the government, is 
monitor Soviet agents in the United States at the DOJ. And I think that the Chinese, the Chinese uh, espionage in the United States is far outstrips what the Soviets, East Germans, and Cubans did in the 80s. Do you agree? And do you think Merrick Garland understands this? Are they up to it? Have you asked them about it? So first, I don't think Merrick Garland is up to the task of being attorney general. You know, maybe he was a good uh, judge on the Court of Appeals. I didn't agree with his rulings a lot, but just from a standpoint of professionalism, uh, maybe he was a good judge. But, you know, he just sat up in an ivory tower in the courthouse with five employees who worked the ground he walks on uh, and read a bunch of legal briefs and wrote a bunch of legal opinions. That's a far cry from running an organization with 150,000 people. Uh, one responsibility of which is to stop espionage against this country. And uh, although I, I never uh, am quick to uh, say that the Russians aren't uh, world-class intelligence services and they wouldn't steal everything they could that wasn't bolted down to the kitchen floor, China in some ways is a bigger intelligence threat than Russia was. Um, they have even more people and more money that they can put into their intelligence work and their uh, espionage is more pervasive. You in, in the Cold War, Soviet spies might have concentrated on Washington D.C. and on our military. Um, China certainly does that, but our universities and college campuses, corporate headquarters, national labs, any place where you have economic or technological innovation uh, proceeding are riddled, riddled with Chinese spies, uh, and it's well past time the administration cracked down on those spies. On that note, Senator Cotton, thank you. Good luck. I'll look for that Olympic statement soon. I appreciate your coming on. Senator Tom Cotton from Arkansas. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.